Does the government have the right to tell you, the individual, what to create? That's the topic of today's Bold and Blunt, and I'm your host, Cheryl Chumley, giving you a Christian conservative look at today's news, politics, culture, and events. So listen to that question. Does the government have the right to tell you as an individual, as say a business owner in America, what you have to create? The left would say, of course they do. But the left always favors the government side of things. What's the Constitution say? What's morality say? And you know what? The idea of a government bureaucrat ordering you as, say, a cake baker to bake a cake for a same-sex couple who claim that they're getting married, and I put it in that term because God is the one who ordains marriage, and God is pretty specific about how he defines marriage as being between a male and a female. So any sort of deviation from that definition puts in question whether whether it's really marriage at all. So that's why I put it in that phrase. But anyhow, Democrats would have it believed that the government has the right to tell a cake baker to bake a cake for a same-sex couple for their wedding day. And that if the cake baker doesn't believe in same-sex marriage or is a hard-charging Christian who believes in the the truths of the Bible and doesn't feel that it's the individual human's right to counter what God puts forth in the Bible. And the cake baker says, I can't do this in good conscience to my faith. I cannot bake this cake. The government would have it believed that, oh, well, so sad, too bad, bake the cake or shut your business doors. Sounds a little bit unfair for those of faith in this country, doesn't it? And before I get into more of that, I want to quickly mention, if you like Bold and Blunt, you can get Bold and Blunt at edify.app. That is the online platform to go to if you're seeking out faith-based podcasts. And guess what? In this day and age, in this dark day and age of moral decay in America, who isn't looking for a little bit of faith? And what better way to get that faith? by way of a packaged podcast. So go there, get Bold and Blunt, or of course you can get Bold and Blunt at WashingtonTimes.com, which is where I record my Bold and Blunt. It is the source of my Bold and Blunt podcast. So of course, if you want the first source of Bold and Blunt, go to WashingtonTimes.com, scroll to the newsletter section, click on my name and sign up for not just my newsletter that comes out three times a week, but also my Bold and Blunt podcast. Get it delivered right to your email box in time for lunch hour. So you have something to listen to while you eat your sandwich at your desk, because I know as a Bold and Blunt listener, you must be at work very busy. I probably don't have too many leftists in the basements living with their moms, scrolling through social media, crying about Elon Musk taking over Twitter as part of my regular listening audience. So the Supreme Court has in front of it a case that once again challenges the idea in America that you of 
Christian faith or you of Jewish faith or you of Muslim faith or you of whatever faith you may have. Because in America, of course, you have the right to choose your faith and you have the right of religious freedom to live out your faith absent government control and mandates and dictates. But once again, we have it just at the Supreme Court, a case where a gay couple is challenging that right once again. It's called 303 Creative, right? It's the case of a website designer. The question of whether she can refuse to design a website for a same-sex couple. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that Isn't that interesting that gay people in America, some of them, some, not all, and let me just be clear right now, I could care less if you're gay or not. I just don't want your gayness thrown in my face as if I'm supposed to openly embrace what I consider a lifestyle choice, no matter how much the gay community has tried to make it seem as if God made them gay. I disagree. And my disagreement is based on biblical truths. But I have the right to my opinion. I have the right to hold that view, just as you have the right to hold the view, if you're gay, of saying, wow, you are so wrong. You can call me a hater. You can call me intolerant. What have you? It doesn't matter. You have the right to that view. But Now we're moving the ball down the field a little bit more when some in the LGBTQ community want to actually take their fight against God because in the end, this is what this fight is over. It's not against individuals and individuals' views of transgenderism or gay marriage or anything like that. It's actually a fight in the end over God's dictates over God's sovereignty. There are evil forces, principalities working in this world to actively fight and rebel and undercut God. And they're using, they're using humans, willing humans, accomplices in humanity to carry out this fight. And one way in which these demonic forces are fighting is by getting select humans in the LGBTQ community to go specifically into places where open Christians are operating their businesses and challenge the faith of those Christians and drag them through court in order to compel them to compromise their Christian principles. So that's what we saw with the Christian cake baker for years and years dragged out. It was finally ruled that a Christian cake baker does not have to bake a cake for a same-sex couple who say they are getting married and they want a cake for their wedding ceremony. And instead of going to umpteenth number of bakers in the world... Remember, we're a global economy now. You can get things delivered overnight online. You can call anywhere in the world and get a cake made for yourself and get it delivered to your home. Or you can do the old-fashioned route and just walk into a local bakery and set up 
the design for the cake you want, but you don't have to go to a bakery that you know does not want to bake you that cake because it will violate their religious principles. So what the LGBTQ community is doing on purpose is targeting. They're, they're searching, digging deep to find those business owners with Christian viewpoints and they're purposely going there and stormtrooping in and demanding, demanding, demanding service, knowing that what they're demanding service for violates the religious beliefs of that business owner. And they're doing it on purpose because they want to drag this through the courts and they're going to keep dragging it through the courts until they get it rubber stamped by the highest court in America's land that business owners have to bow their religious beliefs to LGBTQ agendas of which they are totally opposed. They want their LGBTQ beliefs to be above and beyond touch of First Amendment religious freedoms. Well, the big fallacy with this fight is that first off, we haven't conceded the fact in the Christian community, and by we, I mean, hey, maybe just me, maybe I'm the only one out there saying this, but I have not conceded the fact that being gay or going transgender or being a girl in a boy's body or a boy trapped in a girl's body and therefore having to undergo certain medical treatments in order to become that sex of choice. I haven't conceded the point that that's all a choice. That's all an individual preference. That's all a lifestyle decision that you have made. I have not conceded the point that God is wrong and God has erred on his definition of marriage and his defining of proper moral behaviors and his and his prohibitions against promiscuity and recreational sex and so forth and sex outside of marriage i haven't conceded that point so the left, of course, the LGBTQ community has been actively, busily, viciously working hard to get Christians labeled as intolerant and haters of humanity for not acknowledging that those who are gay, those who are transgender were born that way, that God made them that way. So I don't concede that point. I don't believe it. And the reason they want the reason the left wants this point con uh, conceded, the reason the left wants it acknowledged that they're born as transgenders or they're born in the wrong body or they're born gay is then it makes their case, it makes their arguments about discrimination and discrimin discriminatory treatment all the more difficult to oppose. I mean, they're constantly equating, the LGBTQ community is constantly equating their lifestyle choices and the discrimination that they say results from their lifestyle choices to slavery and to the discrimination that blacks suffered because of their skin color. Well, you don't have a choice about what color your skin is when you're born, but you do have a choice about your sexual behavior. You do have a choice about whether or not 
you're going to recognize how God created you as an individual, meaning what sex you were born into, and there are only two. You do have a choice over that. And so that's the argument that should not be conceded because once that argument is conceded, then it just opens the floodgates to all kinds of litigation from the LGBTQ community, from the same-sex marriage community. And this is where we're at now, right? We have the Supreme Court case 303 Creative. Well, let me just read, let me just read from how the mainstream media is terming this. This is from Reuters. U.S. Supreme Court leans toward web designer with anti-gay marriage stance. The headline alone is deceptive. It's not a matter of whether you support gay people or don't support gay people. It's a matter of whether you, as a business owner, have the right to decide how you are going to create, how you as an individual are going to exercise your God-given talent. But let me read from this. The U.S. Supreme Court's conservative majority on Monday appeared ready to rule that a Christian web designer has a right to refuse to provide services for same-sex marriages in a case the liberal justices said could empower certain businesses to discriminate based on constitutional free speech protections. The justices heard feisty arguments in Denver area business owner Lori Smith's appeal, seeking an exemption from a Colorado law that bars discrimination based on sexual orientation and other factors. Lower courts ruled in Colorado's favor. Of course they did, and so now it's before the U.S. Supreme Court. And Reuters is painting it as a case of uh, gay support or support for gays versus hatred of gays. It has nothing to do with gay people, except that it's gay people that keep bringing these things to court instead of finding a web designer who doesn't care whether they're gay or not. They purposely target a Christian web designer just so they can get this Christian web designer to bow down and take the knee for their pagan god called homosexuality. This is what this is about. And so when you paint it in the picture of pro-gay versus anti-gay, it automatically adds an element of intolerance for humanity that really doesn't exist. It has nothing to do with that. It would be like somebody demanding, now that you know my views on the biblical biblical truths of LGBTQ agenda and gay marriage and so forth. It would be like somebody in the LGBTQ community coming forward and suing me and the Washington Times right now because I would not, I would not put on my podcast that I support gay marriage because here I am, a creator of this podcast or in the Washington Times. I'm a writer in the Washington Times. It would be like somebody from the LGBTQ community coming in demand that I write or speak on my podcast about issues in line with their view and that I have to stifle what my view is as a creator. Do you see that? That's what this issue is about. 
And you know what? The LGBTQ community is not doing itself any favors by continuing to target and vilify Christian business owners to get them to bow down to their own personal agenda, to their own personal lifestyles that, let's be truthful, the Bible itself, God himself, paint as sinful. So that's where we're at now. And thank goodness for organizations out there in the nonprofit field in particular, in particular Eagle Forum. Thank goodness for organizations out there who dare to fight against such atrocities to America's First Amendment guarantees of religious freedom. And I have with me today a guest, Chris Ullman. She is the president of Eagle Forum, here to discuss yet another yet another leftist assault on religious freedoms in America. Chris, I want to thank you so much for being on Bold and Blunt. I really appreciate your time. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. So let's talk about this Respect for Marriage Act. I thought that this whole matter was settled by the Supreme Court. Why the need to now go back and legislate? Cheryl, that is such an excellent question. And as a former Senate staffer myself, uh, when I analyze legislation, the first question I like to ask is, is it necessary? And you are absolutely correct. This bill is not necessary. And Senator Lee said it well in his floor speech the other day, that this is a rhetorical scare tactic. There is nowhere in the United States, no state, no local level, nowhere, where any state is proposing the elimination of the recognition of same-sex marriage, that it's being challenged in the courts, or anything like that. So this bill is completely unnecessary. Now, what the proponents like to say is, in the Dobbs decision, in a concurrence, Clarence Thomas, by himself, questioned the legal concept of substantive due rights, due process rights, on which the Obergefell case was determined. But Clarence Thomas himself said the Dobbs decision does not apply to same-sex marriage. This case does not apply. Yes, the legal reasoning underpinning Obergefell he disagrees with, but he even says that doesn't mean there's not another valid legal reasoning for upholding same-sex marriage. So this whole exercise we just went through was done not to preserve any threatened right to same-sex couples, but to make sure that believers in traditional marriage have less security than they did before it passed. And that's a really sad, blatantly political move on behalf of the left. What came to mind when I first heard about this legislation was that now the left was going to have justification, if this legislation passes, to go after, say, churches that refuse to perform same-sex marriages. Could that become a reality? I will say that um, under the Collins-Baldwin bill, which is the one that passed the Senate, they do provide protections for churches, mosques, and synagogues. And this is the text of the legislation. 
any organization or nonprofit whose principal purpose is the study, practice, or advancement of religion. So our churches are protected under this, but what is not protected um, is in Texas, uh, the Catholic bishops are operating a relief services for minor children, immigrants who are separated from their parents. Under this legislation, because their primary purpose is not teaching religion, but in providing services for unaccompanied minors, they could be denied the funding to operate these centers. Um, so our churches won't be forced to perform marriages, but any group that's social service related or has any purpose other than the study practice or advancement of religion will uh, face uh, uncertainty under here and, and can be sued by the federal government under this bill. See, I think the key word there is uncertainty, right? Because you and I both agree that this legislation was largely needless in the face of the Supreme Court decision. And now that the left has taken it on itself to push this legislation, it creates this sort of atmosphere where it not only normalizes same-sex marriage a little bit further, but it also creates an uncertainty out there where it could be challenged, those outlets or those organizations that don't want to support same-sex marriage. And isn't this part of the left's grander designs to ultimately crumble traditional family values? Absolutely. You're 100% correct on that. You know, we have seen and we continue to see, I believe, tomorrow, there's a case before the Supreme Court, the 303 Creative, about a website designer who does not want to have to offer her creative, I would say, speech-based services um, to, for same-sex marriages. Um, and her case is being heard at the Supreme Court. These are the cases that, under this bill, it does nothing to address them. First of all, it offers them no protection. It offers the court no clarification, despite what the authors of this bill say, and it leaves these people completely vulnerable. And so if you're an individual business owner who's using your creative talent as part of your business, um, you're just as vulnerable, if not more so, because now the U.S. Congress has spoken, and they do acknowledge that we have diverse views they say on the role of gender in marriage and that those views should be respected. But we had three amendments that would have clarified for the court how to deal with these cases. And all three of them were rejected by the Senate. And the proponents of the bill said, oh, you don't need them. They're, it's already covered by the bill. And Senator Lee and Senator Rubio and Senator Langford said, let's just clarify it. Let's just make it a little bit clearer. You say you agree with with what's in our amendment. Why can't we add it? And they said no. They said those would be poison pills and would kill the amendment. And that is because they really want to be able to go after the individuals that want to live out their faith, not just within the doors of their church or mosque or synagogue, but want to take their religious beliefs and live it out in everyday life. That is our right as Americans to live out our faith, 
wherever we are, not just when we're locked in our homes or behind the doors of our churches. You know, I never thought Obergefell was constitutional anyhow, and yet it, it, it went through, it sailed through the Supreme Court, and so, so-called so same-sex marriage became law of the land suddenly overnight. But I don't see how that's law when just the Supreme Court rubber stamps something that some states had voted on by way of referendums and said was not going to be law in their states. That being said, it almost seems like bringing forth legislation uh, to to protect same-sex marriage around the nation acknowledges that Obergefell is not constitutional. Um, yeah, you could definitely say that, but what it does is it says, now the representatives of the people have spoken, and it's now not just the nine justices on the Supreme Court that are declaring this, but it is now the public policy of the United States that marriage will be defined um, as any two people getting married and that no state can object to this. And every state has to acknowledge what other states have done. Um, it is, it was unnecessary. Um, if you believe in the supremacy of the Supreme Court, um, but it also provides a private right of action and a civil action enforceable by uh, the Attorney General of the United States. So the U.S. Con- Conference of Catholic Bishops, if they refuse to place foster children in same-sex households and receive government funding, then they can be sued not only by an aggrieved same-sex couple who wanted to foster a child, but from the attorney general himself. And this is just not respecting our constitutional right of free exercise of religion. This is peril for America. Look, I'm unapologetically Christian conservative, so I see something like this, and I see it as really dark times for a country that was founded on the idea that our rights come from a creator. Because if we have God-given rights, you have to keep God in the in the picture. Otherwise, you remove God from the equation and you have big government telling you what to do. And this is where we're at. I, I just find this very immoral and something that God is going to frown upon uh, as a Christian. As a Christian myself, I agree with you. Uh, you know, the best place for a child to be raised is in a two-parent family with a mother and a father. Um, we are a species that is binary. We have male and female. They are both necessary Um, That is the ideal situation. Now, we know that not every child is raised in an ideal situation. And, of course, we love all children. Um, But we should, our government policy should strive for what, a policy that actually strives for the best for everyone. Um, I used to work for John Ashcroft, and he used to say that our goal was to pass policies that help push us to our highest and best not accommodate us at, a, at our lowest and least. And this does disrespect the role of the traditional family um, in a way that is dangerous to our religious liberty and does nothing 
to help vulnerable children either. Uh, from a Christian perspective, I believe I can say that, that, you know, and again, I, I really feel that the left used this bill as a hammer to go after those who are believers in traditional marriage. Yep. But, Cheryl, on the upside, those of us who believe in traditional marriage, we stepped up and we made our voices heard. Christian Cinema said she has never seen in recent history, on any legislation she's worked on, the, the opponents, those of us who believe in traditional marriage, step up and make our voices heard the way we did on this. Really? And for her to acknowledge that, you know, a lot of people say people like us are asleep at the wheel or we don't care anymore, but we showed that we do care. Um, and I think we may have lost the battle. But the war is not over. And those people like you and I who care are getting involved, are contacting their representatives, are standing up and saying, no, we demand that our constitutional rights be protected as well. And that is a positive takeaway from this whole exercise we went through. Well, Eagle, Eagle Forum has always been at the leader, uh, leading role of taking on the culture this way. And for that, um, I, for one, am, am grateful for your organization because you guys do take on the tough cultural issues and the religious freedom issues as well. But as you point out, we may have lost this particular battle, but is, is there any chance to win it back? I mean, is there any chance to reel back this legislation or reel back what Joe Biden will be signing into law soon, I, I expect? You know, in terms of repealing this, um, I don't see that happening in the near future. Senator Lee's amendment that he offered to this bill is, was based on a piece of legislation that he has to protect the religious liberty rights of Americans. Uh, in addition to the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, um, his bill goes a bit farther. And he got 48 votes for that amendment on this bill. So we are going to be working in the new Congress to make sure that, that what was an amendment and is a standalone bill gets a vote, um, hopefully, we will be able to pick up even more votes than we had before, and we will get additional protections for traditional believers and really religious liberty rights for all Americans codified into law. So that's our next step in the new Congress is to push a bill that will strengthen those rights that we have. Well, that, that is a note of optimism. Um, I, I still can't help looking at this Respect for Marriage Act and the current state of politics and how it's going to go forward as really morally bankrupt times for America. I mean, the, the kind that brought down Rome. It just, it just seems pretty dark on the culture front right now. It does. And as a believer and a studier of the Bible, I will say that, you know, God was pretty clear over and over and over again that going after children and, and exposing children to sin and abusing children and things like that, um, he punishes nations who offer child sacrifices, who, who abuse children. And this legislation does not 
strengthen uh, the American family or children. And we see through the trans movement and the abortion issue that we just don't value our children anymore, that we have given them over to exposing them to sexually exploitative material, to introducing concepts that hurt their spirits and their bodies. And God will not reward a nation that lets their children be abused in this way. And we have seen in the last couple of years that that people are beginning to wake up and say, wait a minute, what are we doing to our children? We need to stop doing this. Um, and Eagle Forum is committed to working to protect American children from sexual, sexually explicit materials, from this dangerous trans ideology, and from being ripped from their mother's wombs as well. Um, and so those are, are big issues for us in the coming year and protecting our religious liberty to speak out, especially on these issues. You've got your fight cut out for you because it doesn't seem like the left is going to let go the idea of exploiting and abusing our youngest and most innocent. But Chris Ullman, president of Eagle Forum, once again, thank you so much for being on Bold and Blunt. But once again, too, thank you for the very important work your organization continues to do. Thank you for letting me be bold and blunt <laughs> bold and blunt. I appreciate it so much. If you're not familiar with Eagle Forum, go to their website, check it out, eagleforum.org. They also have chapters in pretty much all the states, and they focus on family issues, religious liberty, even border security. They delve deep and without apology into some of the most important, crucial issues facing the fate of liberty in America today, and they do it from a largely uh, pro-Christian biblical perspective. So it's a great group, eagleforum.org. If you like Bold and Blunt, of course, you can get Bold and Blunt at edify.app, the online platform for your faith-based podcast at washingtontimes.com. That's my personal favorite go-to there. Go to washingtontimes.com, find my name, hyperlinked, click on it, and you will find some easy directions on how to sign up for my three times a week newsletter. It comes out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, containing my commentaries I write at the Washington Times, along with my twice weekly Bold and Blunt podcast. And just one more option you can get Bold and Blunt wherever podcasts are offered. That's Apple, Spotify, so forth, and so on, and so forth. If you are a subscriber to Bold and Blunt, thank you. Thank you very much for your support. I truly appreciate it. And so doesn't the powers who be at the Washington Times. So here's another show. That's the segment. Tune in next time. And in the meanwhile, don't forget, stay blunt, stay bold.